Welcome back to Aliyah Yami. Today we're going to be learning Balak Shani, the second Aliyah in Pasha's Balak. The topic of our Aliyah is the second attempt to hire Bilam. It is eight Pesukim long from Perek Chav Beis, Yud Gimel to Chav. And let's take a look at the basic summary of this Aliyah. And then we'll take a, look, a few points to ponder. So first we hear that Bilam gets up in the morning. Remember he had the prophecy from Hashem overnight saying that he can't go. And he tells the elders of Moab that he cannot go. They return to Balak and he tries again. He sends more important messengers, emissaries. So they come and they make a case and they say that you should not refuse Bilam. We'll give you everything you ask for this journey. So he responds that even if Balak would give him a full house of gold and silver, and you can hear him salivating at this point in time, he would not be able to transgress the word of Hashem, which means that obviously he really, really wants that. He asks them to stay overnight again, and Hashem comes into the dream and says, if these people came to ask you to go, you, you can go, but you have to do what I say. That's the Aliyah itself. Fascinating. So let's uh, take a, a couple points to ponder. Point number one is, w- w- doesn't no mean no? So why is Balak sending new messengers? He said, I can't go. So why is Balak, why does Balak feel like new messengers will be able to be helpful? So Rashi explains that Bilam was too arrogant to say that Hashem is in control of me. And so therefore, he, the way he framed it the next morning was, well, you're, I'm not going to go with you, implying the problem is with you. So Balak says, well, if he doesn't like the messengers, we'll, we'll send somebody even more. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll send the, 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 the members of my cabinet not just my ambassador. So so he made it seem that it wasn't his because of his ego. The most critical question in this Aliyah is, why does Hashem allow Bilam to go now if just a moment ago he didn't allow Bilam to go? Which is it? Does Hashem want him to go? Not want him to go. How can I, Kodesh Baruch Hu, not allow him and now allow him? What has changed? So Ramban says, Hashem never changed his mind. Hashem always said that Bilam is not allowed to curse the people. In the first Aliyah, what was happening was the first attempt to bring him, to, to hire Bilam. Hagash Baruch says, you can't curse them. So if you can't curse them, don't go with them. The second time they come along, and Hashem says, I haven't changed my mind. You're not allowed to curse them. But if they want to call you, you, you can go, you can go there. But you're just not going to be able to say anything because that's what I said. You can't curse the people. So that's, what, that's what's being re-emphasized over here. The Ibn Ezra says a very important point, and that's a little bit of a different perspective, and that is, compares it actually to the spies, that when a person has a bad idea, and Akash Baruch doesn't want that person to, do, to perform that bad idea. Nonetheless, Hashem gave the license of free will to the human being, and therefore Hashem will allow that person to make bad decisions in their life. So, like the spies, they ask Moshe Rabbeinu, and Hashem allows them to send spies. It's not because Hashem commands them to do something bad. Hashem allows them to do something bad. Similarly over here, Bilam, Hashem uh, told you what you should not be doing. But now that you're not getting it and you keep pushing, Hashem says, you know what? I'll let you do a bad thing. I'll, I'll let you exercise your free will in this respect as well. That's perhaps why um, Hashem avails his omniscience in both these conversations. In the first conversation, he says, who are these people? As if Hashem doesn't really know. And the second conversation, he says, you know, if, if these people came to call you, then you can go with them. What's an if? Hashem knows exactly. But the point is Hashem is limiting the apparent scope of his ability to see everything to give Bilam the space to make bad decisions because that's what Hashem does. Hashem gives human beings the right to make good and bad decisions and to live with the consequences of both. Finally, the Orachim HaKadosh has a very beautiful perspective and he says like this, look, there's two policies Hashem could take and each one of them comes with a detraction. 
Now, um, he wants to express two ideas. Idea number one is Hashem is in control, and idea number two is Hashem is not scared or worried about human behavior. So that's really essentially Yadia or Gezerah and Bechira put, to, put together. Now, if Hashem disallows Bilam from going, he says that he puts uh, the, the, you know, his foot down and says, this is it, no, no going, then... Um, then he would have Hashem would have demonstrated his power, but people will criticize him and say, well, he's scared of the curse, that's why he doesn't allow it. So the second issue, the second value is, 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 is being criticized. If Hashem allows Bilam um, to, to go, then the people say, well, you know, Hashem's not scared of the curse, or is not concerned about the curse, but then look, you see Hashem isn't fully in control of, uh, of, of Bilam. So therefore it has to be in two steps. First, he says, no, that's it, no, you're not going, I'm in control. So Bilam has to say, I'm Hashem's in control, I can't go. Then the second time they ask, he says, well, once that's been clarified, now he says, you, you can go. It's not going to make a difference. Meaning to say, this is the balance between Hashem's power and free will, and the criticism which each operation has, HaKosh Baruch Hu is trying to na navigate this, so that neither of those two criticisms are going to be relevant. This closes the second Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.